0: Radio podcast. I am joined as always by Kyle Montgomery. Hey
1: guys, go Broncos. I never doubted you for a minute. John Fox is the best. Never had any doubts.
0: <laughs> Peyton Manning's not hurt. His ankle's fine. Shoulders, ankle, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder ankles, fine.
1: His shoulder ankle, <laughs> both of his shoulder
0: ankles are fine. <laughs> and Jan. Wang, of course, at Asian Orange, you'll find on Twitter, uh, he, I don't know, he might be dead this week again, I don't know. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him the walking Wing because he's back to life, the walking dead. <laughs> walking Wang. Yang. We had, a, we had a kind of a cool Something. game, <laughs> kind of a cool game happen on Sunday. Uh, I, I got about, I don't know how many text messages you get during, when we're losing, but I'm seeming to be a very popular guy when the Broncos are losing, and no one wants to talk to me when the Broncos are winning. Unfortunately, <laughs> you have a bunch of Chiefs fans for friends, don't you? <laughs> I have a bunch of Broncos fans who, who for whatever reason, seem to think that Kyle Orton's still the quarterback.
1: That's true. I get those same text messages. I get them from my family. I have six siblings, and, and so there's seven of us. There's it's six guys, six brothers, and one sister. She doesn't text, but man, everybody explodes me for some reason. It's like. What the heck happened? This is ridiculous. We should trade someone. Von Miller, just trade Von Miller if he's going to get suspended. What the heck? Oh, man. Yeah. Here we go.
0: Get rid of, I mean, we have it even within the ranks of, of uh, Mile High Report. I think there's people who kind of freak out every time something happens. Get rid of Chris, Chris Clark. Trade for blah, blah, blah. And um, even we dealt with it a little bit on Tuesday with the the whole uh, Jared Allen thing. Everyone's kind of confused. Why aren't we trading for an offensive lineman? I I don't know. I I think everything's fine. We're we're (laughs) seven and one. (laughs) Like that's nothing to complain about. That's true. Started off the game. We should
1: go back into La La Land. Like some of our commenters say, we're we're seven and one team. There's nothing to be ashamed about that, except for the fact that there's an eight, zero team in our division, but we'll get to that later.
0: Broncos are a, currently a fifth seed for the AFC playoffs and they'll continue to be a fifth seed unless they're able to pass a certain team. Um, so starting off the game, in reality, the Broncos defense only gave up uh, two scores on a sh- short field. One of them was a pick six. One of the 21 points the Redskins has was a pick six uh, that Peyton Manning threw. So I don't know. The defense was, was much, much better. And I don't know if the entire credit goes to Von Miller or if that we're just able to, to stunt certain people. Um, I, I didn't know that we had defensive tackles on our team until Kevin Vickerson started getting all those penalties. But... Um, Terrence Knighton
1: looked good. Terrence Stein looked really good. If Kevin Vickerson is the only reason you know that there's a defensive tackle, I say we get rid of our one defensive tackle because he's making me mad as all hell. Oh, I want to go all Kevin Vickerson on Kevin Vickerson. Just lose my cool. <laughs> so we uh, – Tuesday there was you, a little you – know, bit- you, you brought up a good point. Let me bring up one thing real quick. You talked about those the defense, the, the resurgence. You could put an asterisk next to every one of those touchdowns, all three of them. Mm-hmm. I mean the first one – the Broncos got the stop. They were lining up for a field goal, and then a coaching error, a single-player error, whatever, that 12-man on the field. Ridiculous. But, you know, the defense held tight, and they held them to three points. Then the second touchdown was a very short field after the remaining fumble, and then the third one was a pick-six where the defense had nothing to do with it. The defense basically allowed, like, 10 points. I mean, th- this was a very, very solid effort by the defense,
0: a huge bounce-back game. And this is a team, the Washington Redskins were a team who put up um, 45 points in the Chicago Bears the week prior. And Chicago Bears, I mean, I think the consensus is the defense is a strong defense. So this is the same team that put up 45 points in the Chicago Bears. Broncos kind of hold them really to two short touchdowns. Um, It was the pressure. We got consistent pressure,
1: 11 hits on Robert Griffin III. Just unbelievable amount of pressure.
0: And the incredible thing is... Decker was kind of a non-factor um, in the game. Julius Thomas was out almost immediately. That's that's really encouraging. No Sean Moreno was just – he might be the offensive MVP if you had to argue someone other than Peyton Manning. C.J. Anderson had a great game for his limited touches. Um, it's really encouraging to see a guy like that, especially not fumbling. Um Monte
1: Ball with a touchdown, his first NFL
0: touchdown. Congratulations to the rookie. Orlando Franklin coming in, coming back off of uh, an injury. Uh, he, may, he he was, I guess, kind of internally we were a little bit arguing over whether or not he was a, a liability coming in at right tackle, but I think he he righted the ship um, towards the second quarter. And, I, I yeah, I don't know. Like, Let's say, what do you do when a, when a J.D. Walton comes in and, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm ready to go? Do you <laughs> –
1: well, J.D. Walton needs to earn a spot back for Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez is still um, an iffy center for me. He's, he's not the answer at center. If J.D. Walton becomes 100%, then you start J.D. Walton over Manny Ramirez. Ramirez is one of the best backup interior linemen in the league now at this point. He was forced to become one, and so he's an asset that way.
0: Manny Ramirez, and then you know you have time, you have the blessing of uh, Chris Cooper, Um, he doesn't need to be rushed back. The Broncos did something interesting where they um, activated uh, Winston Justice and Steve Vallos for the first time this season. So there was concern that there may be... I mean, it's it's normal that they activate an interior lineman and an an exterior lineman, but those two hadn't been activated for the Broncos this entire season. Um, In order to do that, they sat rookie first-round defensive tackle Sylvester Williams and, again, Tony Carter was another player who sat, yes, again, as an inactive. And
1: Chris Cooper, someone directly on the line. Chris Cooper was inactivated as well after starting the week before. That really told me the story. Chris Cooper played very poorly against the Colts, and the Broncos decided he wasn't ready. Um, They're going to keep letting him get healthy. And I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out the rest of this year and fights for a roster spot next year.
0: Right, he's a guy that they they lowered his salary. I mean, it's just, I'm not going to say the fat lady has sung, but Chris Cooper... Um, it's you know, it's time to to make a decision probably at the end of the season. I guess on a, on a, on a lighter note is the offensive scoring record that the Broncos currently own through eight weeks. They have an all-time um, offensive scoring team in history. I don't know,
1: yeah, there are two other teams when you talk about the highest scoring offenses ever. You think about the 2007 New England Patriots and the 2000 uh, Rams. And the Broncos have surpassed both of those teams for the first eight weeks as far as points. And they are tied with those two teams for consecutive 30-point games. So the Broncos have eight straight. They started this season with eight straight games with 30 or more points. Both the Patriots and the Rams stopped at that point. So the Broncos need one more week with a 30-point game to uh show that they have the hottest offense in NFL history to start a season.
0: And it's just, I don't, there's, it's done with such little glitz and glamor. Like the, it seemed like the Patriots, there was, you know, there was a little ticker down on the ESPN. Even when you weren't watching football, it was like how many more points do the New England Patriots need to do this? Or the St. Louis Rams had the greatest show on turf. Like we don't even have a nickname. It's just Peyton. You know, it's like, (laughs)
1: Well, we have nicknames in Denver, and we have nicknames on MileHighReport.com. We've got the Four Horsemen and the Apocalypse, Peyton Manning being the Apocalypse. That is an awesome nickname. <laughs> <laughs> the commenters dubbed that one. They improved upon it. I, I, I recommended that the four guys, the four horsemen being, of course, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, and Julius Thomas. You know, Peyton Manning's four targets, the, the four horsemen. I said that they should be the four horses and Peyton Manning would be the horsemen. Somebody's like, no, Peyton Manning is the apocalypse. And I was – I don't often lose arguments on the internet, but I lost an (laughs) argument on the internet that day. I I concede that that is a better nickname. (laughs)
0: Um, Other good news, and and we kind of touched on this, is that with the return of Von Miller, uh, the Broncos were able to do some things on defense. You mentioned the pressures. Um, We had interceptions again. Chris Harris came up with one. Raheem Moore came up with one. Uh, and there was a few close calls where there were four interceptions. There was Dominic
1: Rogers Camardi with a pick six. It was, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was everywhere.
0: And Dominic his his little showboat um towards the end of the towards the goal line got him a little guff from the uh defensive coaches. I don't it wasn't on um, I guess had Golden Tate not done what he did on Monday night, maybe it'd be more talked about, but Golden Tate kind <laughs> <got> his... <laughs> Kind of showed his ass a little bit on that one. It wasn't. Yeah, the ta-
1: DRC might have gotten a taunting penalty, but he didn't. I mean, you could argue that, that that's taunting. Yeah,
0: um, and then the other really encouraging thing is he's uh, RG three is now the, I guess the third scrambling quarterback the Broncos have faced: Michael Vick, um, Terrell Pryor, and now RG three. The real—if we're looking all the way down the schedule, if we're going to the Super Bowl, we're likely going to be facing one of those types of quarterbacks, and Colin Colin Kaepernick or like a Russell Wilson. These guys that can scramble, and we've shown and proven one that we can shut down a run game, a strong run game, and that we can also shut down a mobile quarterback.
1: Yeah, I talked about this on the radio a little bit. Um, You know, I got interviewed on AM thirteen hundred in Colorado Springs again. Go on their show about once a week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, but we talked a little bit about that. Mike Shanahan completely changed his game plan for absolutely no reason in the second half, and it completely played into the Broncos' hand. For the first half, the Redskins found a running game. They rushed for over 80 yards against the Broncos in one half, and that was more than the Broncos were allowing per game through seven weeks that season. And for some reason, up 21 to seven, the Redskins abandoned the run. We saw a series in the third quarter where RG3 took three straight deep shots down the field, three straight incompletions. They went for the kill. When all they needed to do was keep Peyton Manning off the field, and they might have won that game. It's It was very weird to see Mike Shanahan outcoach himself a little bit.
0: Yeah, then that was kind of the, the cause within uh, the Twitter sphere was how you know, we, we wanted Mike Shanahan back and how John Fox had been outcoached. Sounds like he might have outcasted himself a bit. Um, Quentin Jammer over Tony Carter again for like is this the third week or the second consecutive week um, where Tony Carter's been inactive and Quentin Jammer's been active? I was surprised to see that with
1: Chan Bailey out. It's usually been Tony Carter filling in a lot of Chan Bailey's coverages when Bailey's out. Um, what but that hey, really it, it worked. I mean, this was the best defense we saw all year.
0: Right, and, and what that really shows probably is that Quint jammer is doing better in practice than Tony Carter as well. Um, And then a little bit more on, I guess the trade deadline came and went Broncos were in play for possibly Jared Allen. Uh, They were one of the teams who talked to the Minnesota Vikings. Jared Allen has about $14 million due to him this season. So the Broncos would have picked up 7 million of that. That's not something you can do when you only have 6.5 million worth of cap space left and I don't know if that was the issue. Um, free agency, uh, this is the final season of uh, Jared Allen's contract. Free agency is coming up. What did, you, how, what did you feel? What was your inkling going into to that whole deal?
1: I think a good GM should pick up the phone in just about any, um, any circumstance. I mean, trade deadlines approaching. From what I heard from different tweets, it sounded like the Vikings called the Broncos. And so they were, I mean, that's what I really heard. One of them explicitly said that, I think from Gil Brandt, said Vikings called. So they heard some rumors that the Broncos might be interested, and they called. They said, hey, let's talk. And John Elway picked up the phone. He, you know, had a radio interview this afternoon, and he pretty much said exactly that. I listened. Um, We talked over some of the terms loosely, what might be involved in getting Jared Allen away from the Vikings. And we decided as a team that the cost was too high. Um, Cost as far as draft pick compensation, cost as far as salary, and... The benefit—it's a cost-benefit analysis. That's, you know, that's what a businessman does. John Ellie's a businessman. Now he just—he's his business is football, um, and the cost-benefit analysis of Jared Allen was that the cost wasn't worth the benefit. It's, he's got a, eight games left on his contract plus a playoff run. And he's gonna cost seven million and there's no guarantee he'll re sign and it's gonna cost draft picks.
0: And those other I mean, the two teams that were mentioned as being involved were the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos, and you look at the two teams most likely to go to the Super Bowl right now, are the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos. So they might have been thinking, Hey, you're gonna have a, a low first round draft pick anyway, might as well give it to us for Jared Allen or low second round draft pick or whatever whatever was in play. I think that the early rumor was that the, they were looking for a second round pick. Sean Phillips is having a better year than Jared Allen. Now let's, let's, let's analyze that for a
1: moment. Sean Phillips is not better than Jared Allen. But, and Jared Allen is the best defender on the Vikings defense. Teams are able to scheme completely against Jared Allen. And teams are able to do that. They're able to take Jared Allen out of the game. So you put Jared Allen in the Broncos uniform on this defense with Vaughn Miller in there. With Sean Phillips and Robert Ayers in there with Terrence Knighton who exploded last week in there. Uh, you're able to create a lot more pressure. And I think Jared Allen would have had a big impact
0: Sean Phillips – oh, sorry, keep going. No, go ahead. Sean Phillips has six six and a half uh, sacks on the season. Robert Harris has four and a half sacks on the season, as does Jared Allen. Um, Didn't mean to interrupt you, though. Keep going.
1: No. no, I mean, that's exactly what I was about to say next, is that Jared Allen only has four and a half sacks this season. He didn't have a a ton of sacks last year. I think he had like 22 two years ago, and he had like 12 last year, something like that. So he's hit 30. He's 31 years old. Um, He's probably still got – Several good years left, but maybe the great years are starting to wane on him, being the only player on his team that teams are able to scheme against. I think that the Broncos were fine to stay put. I I, I like that they stayed put. I would not personally have traded more than a fourth-round draft pick for Jared Allen for eight weeks. And I think that would be, you know, that that's what I would have put my price tag on, and the Vikings would have goffed at it. And maybe that's exactly what John Elway said, too. And that's why we scoffed at it, And and the Vikings scoffed at John Elway.
0: Right, and, and it also shows that you didn't you didn't hear any other Broncos players being mentioned. There's a lot of uh, guys in the final year of the contract. Eric Decker, no Sean Moreno. Um, didn't seem like any of those guys were in play from the Broncos to other teams as well. So, um, so we got a cool game coming it is, up. It's an interesting point. There, there are so many teams that need a wide receiver, and
1: the Broncos have three very talented ones. I thought maybe they would have entertained that, but, you know, really, that's the sh- of this team. This team is built upon having a strong passing game and elite passing game. And if we lose those wide receivers away, it would be more hurtful than losing our left guard. You know, it's, it's really this three wide receiver offense is yeah. is the identity of the Broncos.
0: We saw what happened. There was a feeding frenzy for Terrence Knighton, and he's not even on the, the active roster. Um, I think Bubba Caldwell could start on on many teams in in the the league. But, for who? Oh, for I mean, Tavares King, you mean? Yeah, Tavares King. And he's a Panther now, but the Packers wanted him. I mean, that's a, that's a guy who's on the receiving court, but not even a guy who's active. So I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you, basically. <laughs> no, totally. I think you might have said Terrence Knighton, which confused me a little bit there, but oh. I, I figured it out another PK. Or maybe I was things. <laughs> I probably did say Terrence Knighton. I meant uh, Tavares King. I'm sorry about that. So we have a cool game coming up for you with um, Kyle and I coming up after the break. Stick around. This is a
1: terrible game. <laughs> this, I don't like games where nobody wins. It's like The Walking Dead. It's like Breaking Bad. This is a game where nobody wins. What is this?
0: I'm in the Empire Building be-
1: business. We have to tease what the game is. Three <laughs> okay. players. The, the, Go for okay. it. This is your idea. This is brilliant.
0: There's three players uh, to be named after the break, but there's three players in the Broncos. We have to trade one of them. Um, oh, name him now so the player can okay. think, think about it during the break. The three players are Von Miller, Peyton Manning, or Ryan Clady. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Join us after the break. And you
1: have to trade one of them. This is just some nightmare situation where no matter what, you have to trade one of these three players. Which one do you trade? Oh, gosh. We'll be back. <laughs>
0: So, in our imaginary circumstances, there's been a fight in the team shower that involves Ryan Clady, Peyton Manning, and Von Miller. I think Ryan Clady wins that fight. (laughs) That's absolutely fine. So it's an argument over it's an argument over I don't Von Miller not playing hard. They're they're in the
1: shower. Let's just say it's about size and move on.
0: (laughs) All right. So now the Broncos are forced to trade one of them in order to make amends. Now that this whole fight is offensive heavy, so it makes sense maybe to move an offensive guy, but you're taking into account a few a few things. Peyton Manning's probably going to get you the most in a trade, whereas um, a guy like uh, dumping a guy like uh, Ryan Clady frees up a whole bunch of money. Uh, Vaughn Miller could get you probably not just a pick this year, but also a pick next year. You could you could weigh that trade with um, some supplemental picks that involve hitting certain things, where you know a fourth rounder in 2015 can turn into a first rounder this year. So those are those are the circumstances.
1: But the point is, I mean, whatever the situation, even if it's a salary cap issue, I like your little imaginary shower fight. But <laughs> let's say it's a salary cap issue, and then they each cost us twenty million dollars in a year for some reason. And yeah. We can't. We have to trade one of them. We can't keep them all. We just can't. So what do we do? And uh, this is an interesting... Because if before we pick, you can make an argument for each one. You can. I mean, you, you want to keep every one of them because they're the three best players on the team. Mm-hmm. But, but Peyton Manning is old. That's the argument for Peyton Manning. <laughs> He's old. I mean, he is. He's only got a, a year or two left. He's hurt right now. You wonder if this is his last year at this point. When he makes a joke about... How I think right now, at this point of the season, I could be listed under body each week on the injury report. I mean, he joked that after the game Sunday to Pam Oliver. That kind of makes you, that that immediately jolted me back to John Elway, talking about how his heart was still in the game, but his body just wasn't after the Super Bowl year for the second Super Bowl. I, I connected that immediately and thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is Peyton Manning's last year. Anyway, anyway. Von Miller, you have arguments there. I mean, he's probably the most talented young player on the Broncos team, but he has some uh, personal issues. And then Ryan Clady, uh, we just paid him a bunch of money. He gets hurt immediately. Um, and it, with a guy like Peyton Manning, that, that offsets the loss of a talented lineman a little bit. Um, these are the arguments. You have to trade one. Ian Henson, do you have one?
0: There's, there's only one player out of those three. Well, there's two players. This this argument doesn't work. I was going to say that there's only one player that's undefeated out of those three, but Ryan Clay did not lose the game while he was playing either. However, he only made it two weeks. I was going to say,
1: Von Miller's not undefeated either.
0: Oh, that's true. He's
1: the reason we lost. Ryan Clady is the only undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think Vaughn he was that invisible in week seven,
1: folks. Ian <laughs> Hansen forgot he played.
0: That's awesome. But uh, I wouldn't trade Von Miller just because the, the upside's too high. Um, Payton's too yep, easy, though. Right. Payton's too easy to say. And I don't, but I don't think Ryan Clady gets us enough in the trade. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get a Joe Thomas trade out of Ryan Clady at this point. Like he's he's damaged goods. He's got a huge contract next season, and you, you're you're looking at like a fourth round pick maybe for Ryan Clady. Oh
1: so, no, you'll get a first round pick for Ryan Clady. No. You'll get a first round pick for one of the five best offensive linemen in the league in just his sixth year. That's serious He's got he's got six more years ahead of him. I wouldn't give up a first round for Ryan Clady. And I would have I given, given up a second less, less than a first. I wouldn't accept less than a first round for Ryan. So you. Got to
0: get rid of him. One of these guys is going to quit on the team if you don't trade someone. Okay, so uh, I
1: have to trade some. I would. I would trade Ryan Clady, assuming you get a first round pick. For I mean, I, I'm kind of assuming that the trade compensation is pretty even across the board. I think we get a first round pick for any one of these guys, if not more. I think we get more for Von Miller, and I don't think I trade Von Miller. I think I think he's a team you build your franchise around for the next eight years, assuming he cleans up his act. He's on thin ice, but assuming he. Continues to be okay there, um, like he has been for about three weeks now. Hey, one day at a time, Vaughn. One day at a time. Uh, it's been good. Uh, I wouldn't trade Peyton Manning because he's our window for a Super Bowl. Super Bowl right now. I would trade Ryan Clay. I think
0: um, there's there's a lo- there's so much. More he's my value.
1: favorite player on the team. I love Ryan It's
0: <laughs> I hate your game, Ian. I hate your game. There's so much value in. Um, like Peyton Manning, though, I think you could get... We got two first-rounders from Chicago for Jake Cutler. I think we could get three first-rounders for, for Peyton Manning. Trade him to a team God, like the Chiefs. Trade him to a team like the, the Chiefs. The team knows he's got one or two years left. They right. They just know it. But a team like the Chiefs who haven't won a Super Bowl since 1966, you, they might pull the trigger on Peyton Manning. He's definitely going to win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs this season. And then next yeah. season... The price for the Chiefs goes up six first-round picks.
1: <laughs> the Chiefs, or the Raiders, or the Chargers. We do not trade our starting quarterback to one of those teams.
0: No. So we'll uh, we'll think of more masochistic masochistic games for uh, next next week. This hey, week. Ian, you, you didn't finalize your answer, bro. I,
1: I said Peyton Manning. I said Peyton Manning. Oh, you did say Peyton Manning. That's yeah. your answer. Okay. I said Ryan Clady. Ian said Peyton Manning we'd love to hear yours in the comments go ahead and leave a comment here this this podcast will be on milehighreport.com. com and it'll be on the front page for just about a whole week find it if you're listening to us on other channels and give us your feedback let us know if you had to trade one of these three guys
0: which one would you trade we'll set that up in a we'll set that up in a probably like a, some type of vote system I think we both just decided yeah. that oh. we both just decided that Von Miller is more valuable than Peyton Manning though unfortunately <laughs>
1: If Von Miller was 36 years old, I would not say that. But Von Miller is like 26 years old or something. You see, he's a young pup with a big, bright future, and he has a low price tag right now. We got him for another two years for like two million a year. It's ridiculous.
0: So we talked. To, so I upset you a little bit with the with the trade talk, but we have to continue the upset talk. Um, Always so negative, Ian. <laughs> Always
1: so negative in the podcast lately.
0: <laughs> week nine I'm, I'm i'm literally an optimist but if you watch me on twitter i will point out things that are not optimistic for some reason i don't know why but um okay so week nine features several games uh which could be used as upset so let me just run down the schedule real quick we got thursday night we got Bengals versus dolphins we have chiefs versus bills uh, Vikings vs. Cowboys, Chargers vs. Redskins, Eagles vs. Raiders, Ravens vs. Browns, Colts vs. Texans, pa- uh, Falcons vs. Panthers, Saints vs. Jets, Titans vs. Rams, Buccaneers vs. Seahawks, and Steelers vs. Patriots with Chicago playing Green Bay on Monday night. Who would be your upset out of those? Who's, who's your who's your pick for Week Nine upset? This
1: is going to be pretty bold, but I'm
0: going to predict that the Jacksonville Jaguars do not
1: lose this week. <laughs> I think... Uh... Yeah, it's their bye week, yes. Okay, so it's their bye week, and the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> will not lose. But uh, uh, if I had to pick an upset this week, um, I, I like some of these these close games, but I think my upset is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots. Whoa. I think yeah. New England's been struggling. They've been struggling a little bit, and it's about time that the Pittsburgh... Just had an upset game. This might be their Super Bowl. Their season's lost. Um, I haven't really looked at the X's and O's for any other reason. This is just a gut feeling. This is just a total gut feeling that Steelers bounce back and upset New England, who are six and a half point favorites at home.
0: I think, uh, Jan, you're going to have to come out back from the grave on this one because I want you to jump in too. But um, I've picked the Chiefs to lose the last two weeks, and uh, stop doing it. I'm not going to helping them win. I'm not going to do it this week. Uh, I would love to say the Bills, but if, it, if I was actually putting money on this game, I would not pick the Chiefs or the Bills to win that game. Um, I really like Cleveland, and um, we we do have we do have a, a pick 'em, which is the Chargers Redskins. So we got to pick that game too. Browns. I think Browns over Ravens would be my my upset this this week. Nignan. yeah, that's a home
1: team. That's that's an easy pick. That, I, I saw that one. and It was like the glaring obvious one. Browns at home. They, they they gave the Chiefs all they could handle, so that's a good pick. Yeah, jump in here. Who do you have?
2: If if Jacksonville doesn't play this Sunday, will anybody even notice? <laughs> <laughs> no one will notice. Uh, I, I I like the Jets over New Orleans. Maybe maybe the Bengals are just that what? good. Hey. I- <laughs> I thought for Maybe sure
0: the gonna... are just that good. Wow. Okay, I, I'm going to revoke my Browns pick because I thought you were going to take the the Texans over the Colts. I like the Texans over the Colts, but I thought Jan was going to pick it, so I wasn't. I wasn't using that one. He's not going to claim it. I'm going to say Texans over Colts in Houston.
1: Your oh. both picks are very bad. Mine's kind of bad too. But <laughs> New Orleans Saints are on
2: fire. Drew Brees no, is playing out of this world Believe in Geno. Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: you know. <laughs> okay, so you have a point. It might it might be a good no defense kind of game.
2: Maybe it'll. I think I think everybody that plays, yeah, anybody that plays the Jets played at their level. It's it's really embarrassing.
0: So now we have to pick the uh, Philip Rivers travels to Shanahan Land East, which is uh, Washington. So we have Chargers at Redskins, which is a pick'em as of right now. Um, who do you have beyond?
2: I got. I got Washington. Something tells me RG three rebound. I I don't see. Yeah, the, it
1: depends on his health.
2: Yeah, I don't you know. I just don't see San Diego traveling all the way to the East Coast and taking that game.
1: What about you, Kyle? You know, my knee jerk reaction is to go San Diego. I've been kind of impressed by them. I think they're a better team than their record shows, actually. But I'm. Kind of leaning Washington as well. I think they'll have a bounce back game. I think Mike Shanahan finally beats Philip Rivers, and I'd like to, I'd like to see uh, the Redskins and RG three bounce back. I think this is a pick with my heart, not my head. My head tells <laughs> me San Diego. I want Washington to win. I, don't, I
0: don't want Mike Shanahan to win. I, I yeah, and the NFC East is actually wide open. The New York Giants, if you can believe it or not, are two games out of the, the number one spot in the NFC. East somehow, must be nice. But uh, I will take. Uh, the chargers in this one. Just just based off I mean there's a sixth seed right now in the in the AFC playoffs. Uh, if they were to start today, the Chargers would be the sixth seed, the Broncos would be the fifth somehow. Uh, <laughs> and I like the Chargers uh, containing R G three and Alfred Morris. You now if the playoffs if the playoffs
1: continued on this route it would nope, that's not true. It would not. Never mind. Well
2: I was going to say that that would
1: absolutely guarantee that AFC West teams played one another in the playoffs. It actually wouldn't. You know, theoretically, the Broncos and Chargers could lose and then the Chiefs would be on a bye. So never mind. Scratch that. But three AFC West playoff teams. pretty wild. Yeah. For the weakest division in football. Year in and year out. Now we're the best. (laughs) That's the way it goes. (laughs) It's the NFL. That happened to the NFC West the past couple of years. So,
0: yeah. And even the the Raiders are pretty decent. you you got to look at how... um, Those Broncos coaches are those offensive and defensive coordinators who are disseminating themselves throughout the league are turning into actually decent teams.
2: The John the John Fox family tree. (laughs) So is that what he does? He just makes coaches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He keeps and and, you know for a while there we were kind of worried about Jack Del Rio leaving. I don't know that. Jack Del Rio is going to leave at the end of the season now I don't know that he'll have a if the Broncos win the Super Bowl he'll probably have a head coaching um, option I don't know that he'll take it but I think that's his dream job
1: I think Jack Del Rio is probably gone at the end of the season
2: hey uh, Peyton Main's playing for another year I'm sure he might stick around for another ring
1: what about okay so we got We got, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> it's his dream job I'm serious I mean, we win a Super Bowl this year and that job op- opens itself USC job I think JDR's gone.
0: We got um, the Broncos actually coming out of there by have the Chargers and then they have the Kansas City Chiefs. and then I don't remember who and then Chiefs again. at Patriots, so it's at Chargers, Chiefs at home,
1: at Patriots, at Kansas City. This is the hell stretch. This is where the Broncos 2013 season is determined. Are we a first seed? Are are we a fifth seed? That's get, that gets determined in the
0: next four weeks. So you got to look at like the way the NFL stacks their schedule. Last season, Peyton Manning coming up, he, he kind of had all his tough games up front, and then they kind of cruised through the rest of the games. Um, this season, he gets all his tough games coming out of a bye. I don't know whether that's going to help. We got two weeks to, to prepare for the Chargers. We got. T- t- And the Chargers aren't really the team that we're expecting to get the challenge from. We have an undefeated team in the AFC West that we're going to play two of the next five weeks. When we started this season, we asked
1: each other a bunch of questions. The NHR staff, SB Nation asked me some questions too. Excuse me. Um, They asked, which team are you worried about heading into the 2013 season? And I said the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Philip Rivers has always been able to be to you know put some points up on the Broncos, and I thought Mike McCoy would have a big impact resurrecting his career. Philip Rivers is almost step for step for Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. He's the number two ranked quarterback in the league this year, um, in just about every category, especially yards. He's he's putting up a lot of numbers, and this Broncos offense is susceptible to get caught in shootouts. Um, I think. And you got to remember, even last year, it was the week before our bye week where we had to come back with some. I mean, what was the final score? Thirty-five to twenty-four. Yeah. Down twenty-four, nothing or something like that. I can't yeah. remember exactly what it was. That might have been exactly what it was. But the Chargers were able to get a three-score lead on
0: us, a four-score lead on us. We cannot take this team lightly. I agree with you, Ed, and and even when we're, like we're blowing up the Washington Redskins, and still throwing interceptions for some reason or somehow uh that really can't happen against a team like san diego and it definitely can't happen against uh kansas city you De- think mike mccoy doesn't want to win i mean you know you, you you want to be your former team you always do and yeah and mike mccoy served a year under peyton manning it's just like the you know the colts hadn't dealt with peyton manning in two seasons and they still were able to kind of know what was going to happen when and and be prepared for it. I I, I would imagine that Mike McCoy would would know those same things. What does Peyton Manning do in certain situations? You know, against the Indianapolis Colts, we had completely eliminated the Omaha call and it threw some things off. We're going to have to probably eliminate the Omaha call against the San Diego Chargers as well. I
1: think I figured out part of Peyton Manning's cadence. I think it's all about the emphasis of the syllable. I'm serious. Well, if you listen, Omaha versus Omaha. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm very serious. That has to mean something to
0: me. Well, Tony you know, Dungy... Like,
1: hurry, hurry. You
0: know, the hurry, hurry. Yeah, everyone says hurry, hurry just means kind of hurry. But uh, Tony Dungy kind of blew up Peyton's spot a little bit before that uh, Colts game. He was saying Omaha means it's going to go on one. Uh, so Omaha, when he call out Omaha, that means he's going to snap it next time he says hut or whatever. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other calls. But yeah, Omaha once stuck out. But I, I noticed last season when he would call out a female's name. Uh, Tennessee, so see Omaha is, is, is one, Tennessee's is two. Um, last season I noticed when he used female names, it would um, – he was audible to a run. I think he's changed that one this season.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, we, could, we are just stabbing in the dark at the end of the day though. We have all these things and even Tony Dungy is stabbing in the dark. If you think Peyton Manning hasn't changed his cadence or his – is planned, um, you've got another thing coming.
0: Well, that's it for us. Uh, it's a bye week, so enjoy your fantasy teams, I guess, and uh, hopefully you weren't too brutalized by, by the Broncos' bye week. I'm sure everyone has, has a, more than a few Broncos players on their team if they're winning. What about the last bullet on our agenda here, Ian Henson? Are the Kansas City Chiefs for real? Uh, no. <laughs> they're not, and I'll tell you why. They haven't played a team – Who the week that they faced them has had a winning record? Do you know that? Well, the Broncos have only played one such team. The Broncos lost to them. I mean, the Broncos have played legitimate teams. The Broncos have played the Ravens. Broncos have played. Broncos played the Colts, and the Chiefs played the Colts. But the Broncos played the Colts in Indianapolis. Chiefs beat them by one. We lost to them by three. We were playing them again in Indianapolis. Um, They haven't played the Colts yet. I
1: don't. Yeah, they, they played the Cowboys already. They didn't play the Colts. And I, the Broncos haven't played anyone yet either. I, I got an interesting uh, Twitter fight with all the Chiefs fans when I said they weren't for real. And they actually brought up a lot of good points, you know, because I said the Chiefs hasn't played haven't played anyone. I said they didn't play one quarterback worth a damn. Well, Tony Romo actually is having a pretty good year. The Chiefs shut him down completely. And so I couldn't argue that point. And they countered with the Broncos haven't played a defense worth a damn. The only good defense they played, they lost to. The Colts are like a middle-of-the-pack-ranked defense, and we lost to them. It's an interesting debate. Do you know what settles this debate? <laughs> Three weeks football. from now. Yeah. yeah,
0: football, real actual football, and I can't freaking wait. buddy of mine sold his uh, tickets to the Chiefs game in, in Denver, $500 piece. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this game might be the best-selling Broncos
1: game in history. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking that earlier today. And I saw some prices that were like base crappy seats, three hundred and forty bucks. I was like yeah. I could believe that this Broncos Chiefs game
0: could break records. And so could the one two weeks later in Kansas City. Yeah. That that's gonna be that's the real test. One November in, in Kansas City with the Broncos just historically are atrocious. December. Of oh December. December. Excuse me. December. Um and yeah, that's the real challenge. And we I don't know, we just we have a really tough schedule coming up. We're playing we're playing three playoff teams in the next – playing, I guess, essentially five playoff teams in the next five, four weeks. Five weeks. Four playoff teams in the next – right, whatever. Three, <laughs> three playoff teams in the next four weeks. It's the hell stretch. This four weeks. is the hell stretch. <laughs> Again – Ian uh, Henson,
1: do you do you trust Peyton Manning to win big?
0: Oh, in the playoffs?
1: It's, it's just to win big in general. We lost the Colts game. Uh, Can you say he choked?
0: Can you – I mean – do you trust? There was, there was things that you go back and uh, and uh, it's it's more about do I trust John Fox? Do I? Uh, That's I a know. great question.
1: Let's give Pro- Fox some props for going for it on fourth down.
2: Going for it on fourth I,
1: down. I actually wouldn't have the first time. I didn't like that call, but he did, and they converted it, so I was happy to be wrong. I totally agree with the second one. You have the best offense in the NFL. You go for it on fourth and one at the goal at the goal line. You just do because if you miss, what happens? The, right. te- the other team is pinned at their one yard line and you only thing to do is get one stop or safety and you're good. Mm-hmm. You go for it on fourth and one at the goal. <sighs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I think I wrote an off season article about uh, how John Fox just wasn't going to be able to beat a team that's coached by like a guy like John Harbaugh who shoots from the hip. Whereas John Fox bases a lot of his decisions off of percentages. Uh, and you saw, you know, Peyton Manning coming off the field screaming at John Fox, who knows that could have been about the way that the left guard's towel hung from his waistline. It could be about anything, but in reality it's probably about you know conservation versus percentages or, or you know gut checking versus versus the likelihood of, of converting. I don't think I'd, that
1: the I'd like to submit my, my resume to the Denver Broncos to become challenge flag throwing coordinator. Someone who's, who's up top and tells John Fox when to throw the damn flag and when not to.
0: God, yeah, that challenge was pretty interesting. I think Peyton Manning got a little dig on him. Uh, Three
1: weeks in a row, John Fox has just dropped
0: the ball when it's come to challenge flags. <laughs> Peyton Manning said uh, how they didn't have any challenges left, and that's why they had to keep going for it, unfortunately. <laughs> um I, yeah, if, if John Fox continues, to, to, to this can be a Super Bowl season, you, you know, with, with great risk comes great reward. And uh, I, I believe that Peyton Manning can make up any amount of points in any amount of time. Uh, I, was, I was upset that they didn't go for it in the second half or to, at the end of the first half when they had 20 seconds left. I was like, it only takes 20 seconds for Peyton Manning to score a touchdown.
1: What are you doing on your bye week, my
0: friend? You do not have to a Broncos football game to watch. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm addicted to red zone. <laughs> I'm addicted to
1: red zone too. So on our bye week, we'll watch more football. Okay. What's What's your trick to
0: not freaking out about your fantasy football team? Having a lot of them, <laughs> I have a lot of fantasy football
1: teams, and I can't keep up. I'm I'm rocking the waiver wire every week. I can't even remember who I start most days. I'm like, yeah, he scored. I'm like. A- Crap, did I start him or not? Dang it. <laughs>
0: I, have, yes. I have nine teams, and uh, some of them are for – some of the leagues are pretty big deals, so you get kind of like authentically depressed when when something goes wrong. Like like Andre Ellington, who I put on the bench in favor of.
1: Oh, I started him. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've started him almost every week out of necessity in my biggest money league, but uh, Steven Jackson came back, and I had Zach Stacy, and I had to choose between uh, Joseph – Randall, and Andre oh, Ellington. He blew it big. He was so bad. And Andre Ellington, of course. who uh, good. Yeah, uh, of course he he ran. for And, and Zach Stacy ended up being worth a decent amount of points. I think he ran for 123 yards. But uh, Steven Jackson was just freaking worthless. That's
1: the second year in a row the Cardinals have kind of dominated the Falcons. Interesting. Just a weird... weird
0: thing. The Cardinals beat the Patriots in in uh, Foxborough last year in week three. Cardinals were undefeated in the and the first the first three weeks, including a game at Foxborough against the Patriots last year. The Cardinals six, six and zero. Oh, Chiefs fans, that's what the Cardinals <laughs> were six and zero. Oh. <laughs> and we know uh, as Broncos fans that how easy it is to go from six hey, and zero. Oh. Why? <laughs> quiet Quiet
1: you? I don't know what you're talking about. 2009 season. I don't know. We don't speak of 2009
0: around these parts. What's weird is that I think the, the the Chiefs had Kyle Orton for like half a season. Had they kept him, they'd probably be in the same shape. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's not much of a difference, in my opinion, versus Alex Smith and, and Kyle Orton. You just don't nope. throw interceptions or touchdowns. <laughs> last week, <laughs> Last week. there's another thing. I think it was three weeks uh, Alex Smith went for three weeks without throwing a touchdown until last week. It was the first time in, in four weeks that he'd thrown a touchdown. He ran for one and thrown one.
1: Did you hear about Calvin Johnson? What was that? Calvin Johnson had a 300-yard game. Oh, yeah. That's, Sorry. That's I, more 300-yard games than Alex Smith has had all season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind that Tony Gonzalez might get traded back to the Chiefs.
1: Oh, they were going nuts about that on our sister blog, Arrowhead Pride, and the uh, Daily Norseman. Is that what the Viking site is called? Stepsister. Uh, stepsister. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, the, the, they, the Chiefs fans are not only infiltrating Mile High Report. They are infiltrating every blog on SB Nation, like a 8-0 Red Plague. Um,
0: yeah. 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 We had we had just a little advice to the Chiefs fan. You got to act like you've been there before. It's <laughs> the exact
1: title of their lead blogger. The 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 article we posted today. Hey, <laughs> Chiefs fans! This the, if any Chiefs fan is listening to this, Mile High Report and, and Broncos fans. Mile High Report is a family friendly Broncos bar. That's what that's our environment. That's what we aim for. So if three guys wearing Chiefs gear come in and start cussing about the Broncos and saying that Broncos players are a bunch of thugs, guess what's going to happen in a Broncos friendly bar. You're going to get kicked out. Mm-hmm. But if you come in with some Chiefs gear and order a beer and have a discussion and have some good hearted smack talk, but you know, it's just friendly in nature. You're welcome to stick around. That's my lie report. Play by the rules. We're not afraid to kick you out. We got some guys who are definitely not afraid to kick you out. <laughs> That's right. Well, we have to, we have to cultivate this thing and we work. There are people here who've worked too hard to make Mile High report what it is to let um, some naysayers ruin the fun for a lot of people.
0: I, I just want to know where these Chiefs fans were last year and where they were the year before. Like, what? I don't. I don't know. I, I
1: know that that they. Well, like- you know the answer. You know what changed. What changed? <laughs> they went from two and fourteen to eight and zero. Right. And they don't know how to act like they've been there before because it's, you know it's been a while for them. I, I'm I'm happy for their success. I really am. I. I The Chiefs have always been the team that I never really hated in the division. I hate the Chargers, and I hate the Raiders, and the Chiefs are always kind of like, eh. Uh, But I'm looking forward to these next few weeks and the rivalry being renewed.
0: It's going to be fun. I'm just sad that they don't have Joe Montana anymore. I'd love to have (laughs) another crack at Kansas City Chiefs Joe Montana. Against Peyton Manning. Against Peyton Manning.
1: The Twilight quarterback bowl. That'd be good.
0: (laughs) We had it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We're with you in the comments, and we got you know lots of cool kind of. We get we get an opportunity at, at MHR to do things during the bye week that we would like to do during the season. It's just that these type of articles wouldn't fly because they, would get drowned by actual news. So <laughs> stick with my live report, um, and then next week we bring on the San Diego Chargers.
1: Yan, how are you feeling? Are you feeling okay, health wise? You gonna make it to next week?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna try. Okay, don't go dying on me. I won't. Don't you go dying on me? <laughs> no, I got I gotta live for uh, our game, our fantasy football game this weekend.
0: Oh, Yon's. Are you winning our league now? No, we have an internal, yet. no internal MHR uh, league, and and my team. I had an emergency, had to leave, so I auto drafted four quarterbacks or three quarterbacks somehow, um, and ended up with no receivers, and I'm. Currently four and four in the league.
1: I had the worst week ever in this league. Like it was, and I and I started everyone. Sometimes I forget to start someone, and it's an excuse. This just was pathetic. Come on, guys, shape up! I need to coach them up. Let's go. (laughs)
0: Kyle started Matt Schaub at quarterback last week. Just kidding. I started Tom Brady. It was just as bad. Might as well. Yeah. I started Mike Michael Vick in one of my leagues, and he was worth negative points before he got hurt, like, uh, <laughs> two seconds into the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> he got sacked, and then he was out. Also, feel free to let us know how you're doing in your fantasy league in the comments, Mile High Report
1: radio listeners.
0: Oh, we got some – yeah, we got some actual big news. Uh, I can't give too much of it away right now, but – we have something kind of cool happening. Uh, Kyle's aware of it. Jan's aware of it. But you guys aren't aware of it. Uh, but yeah. Ian's having a baby.
2: <laughs> Congratulations. Inside, inside that's not,
0: his belly. That's not what's happening. There's a, there's a, there's a baby, but it's, a, it's a, uh, a TV show baby. So... That's all you get. There's, there's your teaser. <laughs> Alright, guys. Thank you so much. Um, thanks for hanging around and, and feel free to comment. And we'll see you next time. Go broncos.
2: know I will you a future. You don't
1: want like did last time. I won't go slow.